Welcome to the Build Your Empire with the Kingdom Strategist for a time of building and expanding the Kingdom of God within you. We are educating and equipping individuals around the world to build and expand in their dreams, goals, visions, purpose, and destiny through biblical principles and applications. I am your host, Apostle Deron Shane Zorn, your kingdom strategist, here to release strategies and revelations to unlock the kingdom within you. Amen, amen, and amen to God be the absolute glory. I am so excited for another dynamic episode of the Build Your Empire with the King Dumb Strategist. Man, we have an awesome, amazing, powerful woman of God in the studio with us today. And God has definitely mandated her for such a time as this. And um, this woman of God, uh, Minister Andrea Marion, she is just a powerhouse for the kingdom. And God is just using her to shake up nations, um, to bring an awakening in the life of others so that they may live and not die, so that they would no longer um, live a life of dysfunction. Amen. Um, glory to God. So she is disrupting the normalcy of domestic violence by helping others, right? Helping others, amen, um, begin to walk and live in the healing, right, um, process of the Lord. She's helping others own their own power so that they may own their life. And so I'm excited for what God is doing in her life and how she is helping individuals around the world to be empowered in the truth of God's word so that they can live the life of abundance that Jesus Christ has definitely given unto us. So, um, uh, Minister Mary, thank you, powerful woman of God. Let's say hello to the in the church, um, <laughs> not in the church, the build your empire with the kingdom strategy. <laughs> Wrong show, wrong show, right? The Build Your Empire Kingdom <laughs> Strategist broadcast of family. Well, hello, hello, everyone, and blessings to each and every one of you, and blessings to you, Minister. I am so excited about being here and sharing with all of your global sisters and ministers and women of God that are out there doing God's work. I'm truly blessed to be here. Amen, amen. It is an honor to have you with us on um, this platform. You guys know, before we go into the show, we definitely have to go to the throne of grace. Amen, the throne of grace. So God to just lead us and guide us in, in the truth of God's word so that what needs to be released, that our lives can be impacted and changed absolutely forever. Oh, gracious God, we thank you for meeting us at the Build Your Empire with the Kingdom Strategy. We thank you, oh God, that this episode is what the people need and that, oh God, that you will bring forth words of penetration and activation that begin to transform atmospheres as it penetrates the hearts and the minds of men, that they will become the very word that you have 
spoken about their lives in the name of Jesus. No more bondage, no more chain, oh God, no more places of limitations, but they're walking in the fruitfulness of the power of your word as you have spoken it in their lives in the name of Jesus, where they are living lives that are healthy, living lives that are that are whole, living lives where they are set free, God. God, we thank you, Lord God, for the mandate that you have placed upon the woman of God's life, God, and the wisdom that you have empowered in her, oh God, that are bringing freedom in the lives of your dear people in the majestic name of Jesus. We thank you for the clarion call and that as she continue to do the work, as she continue to proclaim the message that you have stirred up in her belly, oh God, that lives will be saved, that lives will be changed, Father, in the majestic name of Jesus. We thank you for every listener for this episode, oh God, and that, oh Lord God, that it will bring the deliverance and healing that's necessary within their very lives, Father, that they will go and carry the message, oh God, to those that they even know. Oh, Lord God, so that they too can, their lives too can be changed forevermore in the name of Jesus. So we decrease in this place that you may increase and have your way, almighty King, so that your people can hear from heaven on today. In the name of Jesus, we give you honor and we give you praise and we invite you to have your way in this broadcast. Amen, amen, and amen. Um, to God be the glory. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We just bless the Lord um, in this place. I also want to give a shout-out, right? Um, definitely have to give a shout-out to our sponsors, D-Technology. If you have a technology need, right, they have the solution for you. Go ahead to www.dtechnologyweb.com. Amen. Um, for your technology solutions. Again, that is www. the letter D T E C H N O L O G Y W E B dot com. They are waiting to take care of your technology need. Let them know that Apostle Duranche sent you there from the Build Your Empire with the Kingdom Strategist. Also, while you are listening, I would like for you to go ahead and share this broadcast on your social media platforms. You can text the information out. You can also email it to somebody that you know need to be engaged in this powerful conversation. You can also connect with us on the following platforms, Facebook and Instagram at Kingdom Strategist and on Twitter at KB Strategist with your questions and your comment about this topic so that we can continue the conversation as well. We look forward to connecting with you. My God, amen, amen, and amen. Um, I'm excited about today's episode. Today, we're going to be talking with um, Minister Andrea. We're going to be talking about um, having healthy lives, setting healthy boundaries, right, so that we can live in the abundant life that Jesus Christ has so diligently gave his life unto us. Amen. Um, in the name of Jesus, glory to God. So, um, Minister Andrea, I want you to go ahead and tell the audience, let them know a little bit more about you. Who are, who is this Andrea Marion? Well, thank you, thank you. And I am, as she said, Andrea Merriman, and 
I consider myself as a servant leader because I spend so much time learning to um, serve others, and I, I wanted, I knew that my job was to help others be the best that they can be from my youth up, and I wasn't sure what my purpose in that was, but I could, if, as I look back now, I can see all the training that God was doing with me in that serving piece. I've spent time as keynote speakers and um, certifying as coaching specialists, but my main focus that I work on is creating harmony in your life so that you can own your life again, as she spoke before. So I'm a big advocate for life ownership. In this domestic violence arena, I've created programs. I've created the Jennifer Y. Merriman Health Program, and it's a program that offers hope, empowerment, life skills, and prevention methods to women from their youth up. Because as she said before, I understand that we're going to eradicate domestic violence. We're going to have to disrupt the normalcy of what domestic violence looks like against our women. Yes, it's happening to our men, but God called me to you, my sister. He called me to the women to help you understand that you are worthy of living a healthy relationship and what that looks like. And you may ask, well, how did I get into that arena? How did I start take all these years of human resource management, customer focus experience, um, building all of this, how did I get into the domestic violence arena? So I've heard it in years past, the awareness piece, and you don't really understand the full capacity of what that awareness does until it hits home, until it hits home. So on September the 4th, I mean, on September the 6th, 2014, my 17-year-old daughter was murdered by her brother-in-law. What does that look like? It looks like a hot mess in your home. And so her sister, my older daughter, had been married to a gentleman who did not understand boundaries. When she said, no, I didn't want to be with you, no, I don't want to have a relationship with you, and filled out a restraining order. And one of the things they did not tell us was when the restraining orders are completed, then that's the most dangerous time because that abuser now is losing control. See, life is all about power and control, power and control. In a healthy relationship, you're exerting power and control over yourself and others but only at the limit of what they give it to you. You don't try to take it from someone. So when he wasn't accept that, he came into my home, guns blazing, um, just running through, just shooting, shooting, shooting. His intentions, as we heard afterwards, was to make his wife come back. And when he couldn't and he couldn't find her, he shot my 17-year-old daughter, which was her sister, five times, leaving her for dead. He tried a whole lot of other things, and God, he tried shooting and killing everybody, but God, with grace, was there. You know, and I, and I remember, as I recall these things, that, that day like it was yesterday, because as I was going to, you know, intercede and, and say something, knowing I didn't have firearms, so and he knew that we didn't have firearms in our home, 
But I would want I wanted to I thought if I could speak to him, I could talk to him. But see, people, I need you to know that when God is in the midst of things, He don't need you to speak for Him and talk for Him. Because halfway down that hallway, God told me to stop. And he said, if you go out there and if you have a conversation with him, there will be nobody left to tell the story. And, of course, in my carnal mind at that moment, I was thinking that he was referring to, you know, I would get everybody else killed. I didn't know. But I now know, my sisters, that this is the story he needs me to tell because there's somebody else out there. There's another mother worried about a child not wanting to bury that child. And there's another mother out there that is wanting to see how she can help her family. And there's another woman out there trying to decide, does she leave, even though he says, if you leave me, I'll kill you and your family. But see, God needs you to know that if you continue to seek him first, if you continue to do the things that he have you to do, the damage will be minimal. The damage will be minimal. And he can continue to help you and to help you grow. So how do you heal from that? How do you come back from that? How do you take your harm and turn it into harmony? And that's the story I want to tell you about. See, after this tragic moment, my family and I were out of home for quite some time. And from September to January, we were living in hotels and rental properties that friends had um, just so that we could build up and finish the house to get it back to a place to where we could live in it again. And and one, too, to make that decision, do we want to live in that same house? So I had to make a decision. Do I want to crawl up in a corner and cry continuously Or do I want to trust God and continue to seek him and find out what good can come from this? That's when I was inspired by an agency and uh, one of the groups that I was in to create a program, a fund, based around Jennifer who lost her life. And that program is the Jennifer Y. Merriman Health Program. And that's what I do. It's been, I teach that program and I teach the victims and those at risk all the things that they're saying I would have gone back if I, did, if I could have gotten a job or if I could take care of myself, if I could do finances, if I had seen the red flags. I won't continue to keep going into relationships like this. And so... I want you to know that this program is out there. It's out there so that people can understand that there is a way out. There is hope as long as you're continuing to go move forward and seek God and and, and the glories of his kingdom, there is hope that you can turn that harm into harmony and start owning your life again. You know, as we go through this, 
and now we're starting to um, teach others to facilitate this program. So we are moving this program on a national basis, and we're getting other people to do that because this will allow our advocates, our ministers, and servant leaders to become experts in life ownership so that they can in turn teach their clients how to rebuild their lives after abuse and have a sustainable future. That is my goal in life. That's the purpose God has given me. That's why I'm putting my passion into. That's why, um, Prophetess, I'm so excited to be here and share this with you and, and your listeners today because God's dream to, to that none should perish, you know, that we can live healthy relationships in all of this. Amen. Um, glory to God. Um, thank you, Jesus. That's, I'm excited that you are uh, that you're here to educate and to um, empower, right, and to equip. We know that the word says, uh, "My people perish for lack of knowledge," right? And there are so many people who have, you know, lost their lives. Um, due to this epidemic of domestic violence, which does not hold or uh, 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 is not bound by race, not bound by economical status, or anything of that nature. And so I, I'm glad that, you know, that God has pushed you with such a powerful movement so that it, women can know. Right? that the women can know that God did not call them to be in, um, in to live lives under such oppression, right? And so I'm glad that we're having this, this conversation, and I'm glad that what he's placed on the inside of you. So I do have a, a question that, um, that runs through my mind, and it's just thinking about people who – are in domestic violence situations and um, just tell themselves, how women tell themselves that, you know, it's going to get better, right? So let's break, let's talk about, like, some of the stigma or some of the deceptions that the, of the woman that's in the situation that she goes through um, so that um, she will be informed to overcome the deception and the manipulation so that she would no longer live under such oppression that could ultimately end her life or end the life or affect the lives of those that are around her as well. Well, I'm glad you asked that because there's some, there's quite a few things that people say, but some of them are usually the same. I mean, one of them that I love to dispel is I'm staying for the kids. Mm. That one, because we fail to understand, you know, and we talk about when we do our teachings how the kids are seeing, they're hearing, and they're feeling the things that the parents are dealing with. You may think that they're in their room, but they're in their room trying to pray or they're in their room trying to hide because they don't know how to fix. The two people that they love are constantly at each other. 
Well, when you stay for the child, what you're doing is, and you can look up, you know, some of the scores. They're doing this new ACEs studies now about adverse child exper- childhood experiences. But you, it's it's proven that a lot of the issues that kids are having now, and they were originally diagnosed with ADD or ADHD, a lot of them they're finding was PTSD from living in a war zone on a daily basis. And so when we say we're staying for our kids, we need to understand the full capacity of what we're doing to our children and how it's having a long-term effect because 60% or more of the children that live in domestic violence homes either become an abuser or the abused. So that's one of the big ones. You know what, that is absolutely um, something that needs to be in consideration, you know, as well, because, you know, some children, it, because it becomes their norm, they begin to think that it is something that is assess, uh, acceptable, right, um, in their lives. And so it opened them up. It opened them up. Um, for that type of influence because they see mama them, right? Um, their mother right. go through it over and over and over again and then they become a part they begin to become a part of a generational cycle. Um, I met this one woman of God and she was like she was the fifth generation of domestic violence. Mm. And um and um and she made the the stand that it was going to stop with her, that her children would not fall victim to domestic violence. And um, and she has definitely been on a, a move and a campaign to also eradicate this um, this epidemic, right, um, that are really um, affecting the lives of people mentally, emotionally, physically, financially, psychologically, um, as well. Um, the other question, so you said stand for the, for the kids. What about those who are saying, well, you know, I don't, um, I don't have the resources to live, where financial abuse is, uh, is major within their environment and all of the finances are being controlled by the abuser. And so because they don't, they don't um, see a way that they can live a life or um, be sustained without the finance of the abuser. What would you say? Because um, what would you say to that individual? Because for me, your life isn't worth whatever coin, you know, or whatever provision that somebody would provide for you. But what would you say to get to the heart and the mind of that particular individual? I would, I would, and 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 that's another good one because that's another one that goes back. And I'll tell you by using a quote that one of my um, students told me. She came to class after I think it was like our second or third session, and she she told the group and she said, Miss Andrea, she says I would have gone. She says I'm so glad that I had this class, and mm-hmm. I said why. And she said, because I would have gone back last week. She said, because 
my baby didn't have diapers. And at mm-hmm. least he bought me diapers every week. Mm-hmm. She said, but if you hadn't have told us more resources and I didn't have this support group, I would have gone back because my baby needed diapers. So I say that to say these are the things that can be helped with a strong support group, whether an advocate in your area, whether the agency in your area, to reach out. And that's the other reason that I have finance people come in and and help educate people because So many of the ladies I've spoken to have not been able to work, and I mean work in like 20-plus years, Mm -hmm. or that, you know, they were told to stay at home and literally barefoot and pregnant, you know, on child number eight. These ladies were, this is how they were controlled, by, by supplying their daily needs. So that's the truth that people are stuck in these situations. But what I suggest, is the one, reach out to that friend that has been asking you, are you okay? And then have a real conversation with finding an advocate or calling, you know, the domestic violence hotline in your area. Get in touch with me. I can be found on at Harmony Coach Andrea on Instagram and Facebook. And help find resources in your area that, <coughs> excuse me, and that can give you a safe shelter and give you education on the finance part and help you get the money you need because, as you said, your safety is more important. And this is what's going on in our communities. And, again, it's normal. So we have to disrupt what's normal. Normally we count on him to deliver these services, but we need to disrupt this so you and your kids can be safe. Amen. I love that. Just I love that whole disruption piece, and um, and because it speaks volumes, right? It definitely speaks um, volumes in the life of an individual because they have to now disrupt what they considered or um, what have maybe become a norm or um, what they desire to come from out of, but they're not sure how to do it. And so being able to um, disrupt the environment, disrupt disrupt the atmosphere, disrupt um, um, illegal behavior that has taken place in your life so that you can um, be healed or you can live, you can live and understand what a true normal life is like without um, being abused mentally, emotionally, psychologically, physically, or financially um, as well. And so I, I absolutely um, love, absolutely love that. And then even as you talked about the support group. Now, um, with, with somebody who is in a situation where they are like every second of their life is like monitored, And um, how can they find a way to connect with a support group or begin the process of of leaving such an environment? And 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 that's a, a interesting thing. 
So I'll tell you a couple things. One, a lot of times when you're being monitored like that 24-7, and it's usually because he's not working or he's mm-hmm. doing it and, and he's still keeping touch with you, okay? So one of you've seen some of the things that um, people that have sent, sent notes to the pizza person hey, call police when you get safe or something. Mm-hmm. And But the thing is, a lot of people don't realize it. And I know it doesn't sound right, but a lot of people don't realize that their power has been taken from them until it's too late. Because mm-hmm. people think that it's their choice. He's told them that it's their choice. And there's more psychological and abuse going on than the physical. See, we think that we can handle the mental piece of it. It's like, well, he don't hit me. Well, he only hit me once. Mm -hmm. But you need to understand that the mental piece of it plays a bigger part. So when you're able to, a lot of times they will let you talk to a parent. You know, maybe there's, you need to, and that's why there needs to be a safety plan in place. And I say make your safety plan before you go into a relationship. Mm-hmm. And we don't, we don't do that with our children. We don't do that with our girlfriends. But think about this. If all of our teenagers had a safety plan when their parents were talking to them, and, they, and we've been telling people from day one to have safety words or, you know, not to talk to strangers, but stranger danger isn't an issue. It's usually someone close to you. Mm-hmm. And so, but have a safety word, and you teach that before. And so let's just say you and I were having a conversation, and I tell you, you know, I've been craving pizza with anchovies, and you know I don't like anchovies, and that's my thing. You know that I'm in danger. Mm-hmm. And so just some type of thing. So if you're in it now, the safety plan was not made, and you're trying to decide, you need to look at a pattern of things. You know, does he go out with his friends? Does he drink a whole lot and pass out? You know, can you go for a walk on your own? And go ahead and prepare those little notes. Or if it is physical, go ahead and call the police. And don't lie to them when they show up at the door. Because that's your way out. But find a pattern of things that are going on there and, and earn his trust. You know, make him think that he's got you so good that you will never leave. Don't don't argue and say, well, I'm just going to leave you and I'm going to do this. Don't tell him what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. You know, be, be, be strategic, be gentle, and just make your plans. Start saving money. If you, even if you don't go to the grocery store, you probably do the laundry. Fifty cent here, a dollar there. Put it up. Put it in a jar. Keep it in your pocketbook. Just start collecting a little bit here and a little bit there. So just bide your time as long as you continue to be safe and then find your way out because there will be one coming. You know, I like that, um, putting a safety plan together. 
and we do not talk to our, you know, our children, our youth, our teenagers, you know, about a safety plan. But, you know, another thing that was coming to my mind, even when you were talking about the safety plan was like warning signs. Like what are some typical warning signs that, that you can begin to notice up front that this may become an abusive relationship, right? Um, because there are telltale signs up front that sometimes we may think it's cute. But right. it's really something else. <laughs> well, let's, let's talk about that. <laughs> Yes, that is one for sure, for sure. Um, and so, wow, that's that's one. So there's little things that we see that we think are cute, as you said, when they happen. I give you, for instance, um, there's a difference between checking up on you and checking in on you. See, I can call you and say, hey, how are you doing? I just want to make sure you're okay. But if I'm checking up on you, I'm constantly wanting to know where you are, who you're, friend, who you're friends with. You said you were going out with Debbie. Well, how long y'all going to be there? See, we think that's cute because he's just needy. No, that's him trying to manipulate your time. The one of the main ones I hear is when you first meet somebody and you start talking and you talk about how much he's listening. He just talked and talked for hours. He's such a good listener. He listened to me all, girl, I got all my troubles out. He's listening so he can feed it back to you. That's mm -hmm. research for him. He now mm -hmm. knows how you act how you respond to people, how you were in your last relationship. He's gauging how far he can push you, but how far you've been pushed by others. Wow. And then we have the thing that um, I'm checking your car phone, checking, you know, how far you've been, knowing what classes you go to. He don't need to walk you to every class. It, you know, and, and we as grown women still don't understand that when he's, you know, making surprise visits, we think that's cute. No, I need you to make an appointment because we're not that close yet. <laughs> and that's why it's so important to know what your boundaries are, know what you need to feel comfortable in a relationship and making those, and making those clear from the beginning. Because if he's jokingly, like you just had a conversation with him this week, and then you guys are out with your friends, and he jokingly embarrasses you, that's not a joke. He's, he's, he's gone past your boundaries and given out the trust that you had in him, and he's trying to see how far he can go in, the, in, in public. If they can't, if every time you go to a restaurant or a fast food restaurant, he's complaining about the food, embarrassing the waitress or the waiter, and you're like, oh, man, he's just a trip when he's drinking. No, he's showing you his abusive tendencies, and you're throwing it off as he's funny. 
And those are those are some of the things, but it goes along that line. If you pay attention, and again, if you if you stay prayed up, God's spirit will tell you when something's not right. Your job is not to ignore it. Because he will tell you that that but spirit knows spirit. And God's spirit can tell you when somebody else's spirit is in adverse to what he wants you to be inside of. But our job is to listen to it, and we don't. That's very, that's very, very good um, right there. You know, our job is to listen, and most of the time we're not paying attention. Most of the time we're so... Um, so we become so vulnerable, right, because we're not allowing God to do the healing that we need, even from the things that have acquired in our life, even from childhood. And so we become in a place of destitute, and we begin to just, you know, accept anything, right, and any attention Sometimes, you know, women get stuck in this place. Any attention is better than no attention whatsoever. But every type of attention is not suitable for you, right? And and that's where, um, you know, I tell people all the time, we have to make sure even before you even begin to engage in relationship that your relationship with God is intact. Right, because yes. he will lead and guide you, right, um, in um, in the appropriate relationship for you, where you are not in a place um, where you're searching and seeking. And so, when you're searching and seeking, then you'll find yourself in a place where you're vulnerable to, to such type of relationships that could place you in a place of bondage because you're trying to fill a void. But when you allow God to do the work to fill those voids in your life and heal you from those various um, um, things that you, a trauma, right, that you've experienced in life and heal you from those wounds, then we're able to make better decisions. Some of our decisions are made from our hurt, our pain, um, disappointment, the void places, rejection, you know, low self-esteem and all these other different things. Um, that's why relationship with God is absolutely vitally important so that even when you are encountered by someone, who um, who operates on have the spirit of of violence or anger right in in their life or upon them that the red the red flags will begin to alert you or let me not say red flags the spirit of the Lord will begin to instruct you right because it said he'll lead and guide us in all truths and so so with now that we're led by the spirit and not by our emotions because our emotions get us trapped and get us caught up um, in such situations um, as well. Um, I want um, to ask you this, because I know our time is drawing near, is this here, uh, what does a safety plan look like um, for someone who is fresh and just need to put this in place, whether they're in a relationship, a domestic violence relationship or not? 
So basically, um, and, and I advise everyone who wants to make one to find an advocate because they'll usually have uh, several pages um, of safety planning and what that looks like. But I'm going to give you some of the core pieces of what's in there. One, I, I instruct everyone that I work with to have your most important numbers written out on the index card. And whether you keep that in your pocketbook, in your wallet, in your bra, wherever that needs to be, because usually the first thing that goes if there's a physical altercation is your phone flies across the room like a 747. And now you don't ha even know the numbers, even if you could get to a safe place, you don't have the numbers because we don't remember numbers like we used to. Back in the day, we just push a number from the phone. So that's one of the main things. Um, financial, we say to have at least $50 on hand, $50 cash, whatever that looks like, whether it's quarters, nickels, dimes, dollars, however you can do that. And one of the other things, as I spoke before, is have a contact person that knows what their uh, keyword is or safe word is, have a contingency to where that your friends know that um, it may be something as simple as putting um, a red rag outside the door. He's, he's at it again, please call somebody. But just putting what that looks like, if you're in school, if you're um, in college or you're in high school or something, it may look like telling your teachers what a safe word is if somebody's following you. One of the girls that I had in college, um, what she did was she took a video of herself walking to class and showed her parents, this is the route I take to class. So if something happens to me, this is where to start looking for me. And so it just kind of depends on where you are in your relationship, who you have in your circle, but just to see what that looks like, what to tell the kids. You know, make one with your kids. If mommy and daddy are constantly arguing you get really scared, go out the back door, go to the neighbor three doors down, and tell them to call the police. But just to those are some of the simple pieces that are in it. Again, I suggest working with an advocate who has like a list of it. And then the main thing is once you make this plan, don't leave it in your house. Memorize it. Talk to the people that had that um, are, that are involved in it, and then have it stored somewhere else. If you're able, financially able, you know, put it in a, a, a safe deposit box. If not, give it to that one person, and that one person does not need to be somebody who's friends with both of you. Because if his, if, his, if your best friend's husband is his best friend, it needs to be somebody else that has that plan and understand it and can keep it safe. And so those are some of the small tips that have come with it, but it can get really involved depending on your situation. Awesome, awesome. You know, this has been an absolutely amazing conversation with um, – Keep um, telling people, showing people how to have life management, or life management, how to 
obtain their power, a life ownership, how to obtain their power so that they can obtain their life. And I'm just absolutely excited. And thank you so much for the conversation. Can you let the people know how can they connect with you um, beyond this radio broadcast? So I have a website, and it is www.andreadmerriman.com. That's A-N-D-R-E-A, middle initial D, as in David, and then M-E-R-R-I-M-A-N.com. Or you can find me on Instagram or Facebook at Harmony Coach Andrea. Those are the easier ways to put out um, and contact me, either one of those. Send me a message, and we can help you do a safety plan. There's no charge. Um, and we can get together and kind of see where you are, and especially if you're new in a relationship. Hey, man, awesome, awesome, awesome. So you have our contact information, and if you're in need of the services that she offers, definitely connect with her so that um, you can obtain the richness of, of what she has so that you're, you can now become come in control of your life. You can gain your power, right, and, and gain your life, the control over your life um, as well. I'm so excited about this episode and that I know that it is touching your lives. Amen. And for those that, um, that you know that it's going to change your life forever as well. Again, thank you so much, Coach Andrea, for being with us on the Build Your Empire with the Kingdom Strategy. It has been an honor to have this conversation with you on today. Thank you, thank you, and bless you. Oh, yes, amen. You got, you've been listening live to the Build Your Empire with the Kingdom Strategies. I am your host, Apostle Jerontre Zorn, your Kingdom strategies here to build strategies so that you may birth and expand in your dreams, your goals, and your destiny. If this message has empowered you, subscribe to our broadcast and visit me at www.deranshazorn.com. Again, that is www.deranshazorn.com. While you're there, Go ahead and schedule your 15-minute free consultation so that we can see how we can support you in your dreams, your vision, your goals, and your destiny. Connect with me on your social media platforms through Facebook and Instagram at Kingdom Strategist and on Twitter at KB Strategist. Until next week, continue to build your empire. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen.